and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Kelly DeLeon with Treasure Data, and we are partnering with CDO Magazine, MIT CDOIQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers in a series of interviews. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Meetan Panda, a principal at the Boston Consulting Group. Welcome. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, pleasure to be here. You know, today's economic environment is certainly putting even additional pressure on something that was already hard. Digital transformation was already hard. Yeah. Uh, and now some of the additional, you know, budget pressures and, you know, other pressing priorities are are making that a little bit more difficult. Yeah. I'm wondering if you have any perspective just kind of in light of that additional pressure on budgeting and priority what's your counsel about sure. how companies should be thinking about advancing mm -hmm. or adjusting their it and and tech strategy roadmap yeah i would actually say it comes down to a couple of dimension or a couple of factors uh, re-emphasizing on prioritization, so, you know, how you are prioritizing, what you are prioritizing, and optimizations, you know, what you are trying to optimize for. And in many cases, prioritization is not done properly, uh, and hence the execution. So don't blame the execution, because <laughs> we did not do the prioritization properly, right? And it limits the value creation. As I mentioned, digital transformations is all about value creation. Uh, so my answer would be there should be a striking balance or the right balance between prioritizations and optimization. Uh, and, and besides, you know, you know, as a leader, you, know, you have to evaluate the trade-off, the potential benefits and the risk of different initiatives that are part of your technology strategy and make decision choices based on that. Uh, my philosophy is always start small and scale up. Uh, mm. and, and finally, you know, I would say, you know, a regular review of the roadmap, the strategic roadmap that you know we discussed, uh, and an update to make it relevant. Uh, that is important to respond changing business needs because your you know customers' needs do change often. Uh, and other priority that comes and which you need to solve. Uh, so making sure that you, know, you have to have you know a forum or a you know, recording cadence uh, where a regular review of the roadmap with various stakeholders are happening. Yeah. Great, thank you. I also want to dive into AI for a minute. Uh, sure. Artificial intelligence is a, a really key area where many data leaders are looking to expand the use of and, and adoption within their organizations. What are some of the key technical considerations that you would advise mm -hmm. on to make sure that people are thinking about to enable analytical AI use cases? Sure. Once, once you define or determine which particular AI or ML use case to be solved, you know, you need to identify, this is the first step, you know, where you need to identify the data domains, which will be critical to enable the use case. That's the step number one. And the step number two is once you, once you identify the data domains, the next step is to find out where will you get the data from? Where are the system of records? And once you identify the source systems and which will provide the necessary data related to the domains, yeah, then we need to figure out the integration pattern, which is the right integration pattern to bring the necessary data. And then you have to make a tooling 
and technology choices for data cleansing preparations, uh, building you know, sophisticated models relevant to the use case enablement. It's, it's a use case, you know, use case approach. Uh, but in order for AI systems to make useful predictions and recommendations that I would say, they need to be trained on high quality and relevant data. And data quality has been a challenge in many large organizations. Uh, that's my experience. And we have heard so many you know, you know, cases that know where the data quality has been a problem. Uh, I was working for a client uh, where the customer data you know, was across more than you know, 80 legacy source systems. So, so, so data quality has been a challenge. And, and in order for the AI systems to make it effective, make sure that you, know, you emphasize on your data quality. Another area to consider, in my opinion, is a data governance process, you know, which will help ensure organizations, uh, you know, their data is accurate, you know, up to date, uh, consistent. Uh, and these all are critical for AI use cases. Mm -hmm. uh, so feeding the right data, uh, supported by right uh, adoption on tools and technology, will help uh, enable your AI use cases faster. Mm -hmm. You just touched briefly on data governance and, you know, the the overall kind of topic of trust is one that's really important uh, to us at Treasure Data as well for lots of different reasons. I, you know, trust is so important to customers and to customer experience and to, to retaining their loyalty. Yeah. Uh, it's also so important for organizations, certainly for, you know, compliance reasons and reducing risk. And so it's really, you know, table stakes to make sure that things like data governance and security are, are working correctly and are set up correctly. They're often top of mind for our customers. And I'm guessing those are some topics that are often top of mind for your clients as well. What are some of the key tenets of designing the right technical architecture to address today's privacy and compliance requirements? And in particular, the fact that those requirements seem to always be changing. You know, how should how should folks think about the architecture in a complex business environment to plan for today and to prepare for the future? This is one of the topics that we can speak for more than a day, you know, I would say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, privacy is a key differentiator in modernist technology, uh, and we have to accept this. We also understand the implication on of being non-compliant, uh, which will lead to your financial loss, you know, reputational loss, loss of your you know, consumer trust you know, on your product and services. Uh, because these days, you know, consumers are becoming, or your customers are becoming more aware of how their data is collected, you know, used and shared by various businesses, you name it. Hence, it is very important to address the privacy and compliance requirement in your technology landscape, you know, through the architecture, the right level of architecture process. Uh, and, and making sure that the personal data will be processed lawfully, uh, and then the personal data will be collected only for the specific purposes uh, and accessed by the right individuals. That would be key. Uh, but before you go to the execution mode or setting up the right level of architecture to address your privacy and compliance requirements, uh, you need to first answer a few fundamental questions, right? Uh, one, I would say, 
what privacy requirements your product will meet, maybe in different market, uh, different country. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you remain compliant? Uh, how do you implement you know, certain best practices such as zero trust or privacy by design kind of approach? Uh, what skills and capabilities you, know, you will need to support? And what would be the architecture pattern to address this privacy and compliance requirements? Then as you start to design the architecture, right architecture, you must bring both data and process oriented approach into your account and data oriented approach you know, I define as it will focus on your data processing activities uh, and data protection measures across your tech stack, whereas the process approach will focus on various processes surrounding how the personal data is handled and processed. And, and this can be achieved in many, many ways, uh, but few best practices you know, I would, would be adoption on privacy by design approach, you know, which prioritizes the protection of your personal and sensitive data uh, of your users and of your consumers throughout the data lifecycle. Uh, you have to establish uh, a data governance security policies and procedures uh, within the enterprise you know, that would be key. Uh, and, and a robust data security architecture you know, that includes multiple layers of protection at every stages in your data processing and in your data lifecycle. That would be key. Uh, anticipating risk and making sure that you are on top of uh, on top of solving and, and giving the right solutions at every risk that you anticipate that might come up in your entire data lifecycle. That would be key. That would be key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I feel like we got so much of your your wisdom and your experience and your perspective. Um, what a valuable conversation. And I'm so happy that we could uh, connect today. So thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. Uh, and I hope everyone who's watching this will visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews with uh, lots of great information just like this one. Oh, thank you, Kelly. It was really a pleasure uh, speaking to you. Uh, and. And I hope you have uh, a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you, you too.